morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. morning bitches and welcome back to wellness for real is your girl marlena and i have two lovely ladies here with me today we're actually back with another listener episode so super excited of course i have felicia here my co-host hey everybody and today we have one of our probably most dedicated listeners <laughs> and also followers on instagram um carrie how you doing girl good how are you guys good we're good we're super excited to chat with you uh yeah so first let's share your handle because i'm terrible at remembering people's handles um on instagram so you guys can go give carrie a follow sure it's at being carrie underscore i had another one but i got a new phone so i got <laughs> locked it was like a whole thing i got locked out so my other one that i built for like almost three years like i can't get into so i what? had to totally no. start over this summer oh. So I have like pretty much half of what I had. Oh um, no, so yeah, that's ridiculous. One, yeah. So my new one is at being Carrie underscore. Okay. Um, the other one will probably show up more because there's more followers, but <laughs> that's, you know, my new one. Oh man. Gotta love technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Carrie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your wellness journey? Sure. So I'm a teacher. I teach first grade um, on the South side of Chicago in Harvey, Illinois. Um, I'm not a part of CPS. We're just, my district is right outside of CPS. Um, I've been teaching for almost 10 years now. Um, I'm originally from the Northwest suburbs of Chicago in Lake Zurich, Illinois. That's where I grew up my entire life. Um, Went to college in Southern Illinois, moved back home, got a job out there and then met my husband and we started dating And then eventually I moved to Northwest Indiana, which is where I live right now. I live in Crown Point with him and I just had a baby in June. So um, back when I was living at home, a coworker of mine, I'd done Weight Watchers like many times, like in college, like walked three miles to the church with the old ladies and me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did that and I would be on plan like Monday to Thursday and then say, fuck it. And- live my best college life. So I would lose like 20 pounds doing that, but I never could get past that. And I would just quit. Um, and then when I guess my husband and I were dating about a year and I was just really not great to be around. I would just, I put clothes on and be like, I hate this. I'd have to change 800 times. Um, he was just starting to get really sick of that. Like, you know, if I thought you were gross, I wouldn't date you. Um, and we would have a lot of those conversations. Like, you know, I don't know why you can't see what I see. Um, and I got, I basically hit a breaking point in, um, the springtime. I think it was 2016, a coworker of mine was like, I'm doing WW again. Like, let's go. 
I'm like, okay, fine. I know how to do it, but whatever, which I didn't ever lose the weight. So clearly I didn't. Um, so her and I joined together and, um, she lost almost hundred pounds and I lost 50 in, I think it was a year. And then right when I hit 50, I moved out to Indiana, um, and then kind of maintained that and started working in Harvey and, um, living here with him. And then we got engaged and all that stuff. Wow. So can I ask you, did you, before you joined Weight Watchers, did you always have issues with your weight? Was like that always like an ongoing thing or was it just college and you put on a bunch of weight kind of a thing? You know, it's, it's going on a lot of my life. Um, when I was very little, my mom told the story, she'd become home from daycare and she'd open the back door and I'd go around in our backyard and just run around like for hours, like run in my backyard in circles. And I'm the oldest. So the, you know, my brothers were very little, but I just go in the backyard and run. Like, I just love to be outside, love to be active. Um, and then, you know, my mom and dad got divorced. My mom was a single mom, like a lot changed in our life. Like we had other people watching us, you know, my mom wasn't necessarily feeding us and like, what could she do? She's by herself, you know? So, um, a lot of stuff kind of went a little bit out of her control. Um, and then I started to develop weight issues pretty much when I hit puberty. So I was probably fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, they say you hit puberty, everyone thins out. I never did. Um, my little sister did my brother did. I never did. And so that's kind of where it started. I was severely bullied, had to leave school, went to a new middle school. Um, and that's, I feel like when it started, like when kids are so mean and like Marlena, I know, you know, um, I went through that kids are terrible. Yeah. You, yes. And I never really thought about it. I mean, what nine-year-old thinks about their weight, you know what I like? Someone has to tell you that, like, you don't just look in the mirror one day, you're nine, like, oh, I look really bad. Like, no, someone has to actually tell you that. So that's what started happening is I would get bullied. They'd call me fat, like all that kind of stuff was starting to happen. So got to a point where I was like, I don't want to go back to school after winter break. I was in the sixth grade and my mom and dad, I was like crying. And my mom and dad were like, we got to do something like we can't, this is like not good. So I ended up going to the public middle school made a ton of friends. Like, and I never was bullied again. Um, I did go to a small Catholic school, so that probably has something to do with it. Um, you know, my parents sent us, me and my siblings there because they wanted a Catholic education. That's why they sent us. A lot of people sent their kids there because um, they're affluent white people and they wanted to say their kids went to a private school. Um, so it's just very, um, you know, different reasons why my parents sent us there. They sent us there genuinely in a good place. Like, we want them to have religion, you know, in their school, grow up with that. That's what they did, you know? Um, so that's when it started really when kids started saying stuff to me. And then so, I, so you were like, bullied at the Catholic school. Yes. Okay. Can relate. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Um, my best friend actually, um, who I've been friends with since we were pretty much nine years old, we reconnected in high school. Um, she would say the worst behaved kids on the bus were the kids that went to my Catholic school <laughs> and the meanest yeah. kids were the kids that went to my Catholic school. Like it wasn't the public school kids, which is just like uh, tracks. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, totally. and so I went to the public school and I had no problems. I wasn't bullied and no one bothered me. I, I made a ton of friends. Like I had no issues. 
Yeah. Um, so so I just, I just want to ask about your Catholic school experience, because if you went to Catholic schools, like, I feel like that's like, anytime I meet someone who also grew up in a Catholic school, like that is an instant connector. Like, <laughs> like we're going to relate on a lot of shit. And I know for my experience, um, you know, I was one of very few, um, non-white people in my school. And I experienced bullying even from the teachers and the faculty and the, I mean, it was awful. I would get called cause we were uniforms, you know? So we would have like dress up and dress down days, you know, where you could wear like your regular clothes mm -hmm. and literally every single time I would get sent to the office. I would get told that, you know, my body was different than other people's bodies. So I had to dress differently than I couldn't dress like the other girls because, you know, I had curves and things like that. And I, I look back at it now. I mean, even then I knew it was fucked up. Right. I look back <laughs> at it now and I'm like, God, no wonder why I had so many body image issues, you know? So I'm just curious if like your experience was the same. Like, was it also like the, the, just the environment in general outside of just the kids? for you? Yeah. It w I feel like, um, the teachers wouldn't really do anything. Like it's so small, right? I had 60 kids in my class from right, kindergarten yeah. to eighth grade. It's the yep. same 60 kids. It's two, you know, one, a one B for, yeah, I literally two can a, still name B. every single person I went to Catholic school yeah, with probably like, all 40 of them. <laughs> um, so it's very small. Yeah. Um, and the teachers had to know what was going on. I mean, there's, I mean, as a teacher now, like I know what goes on in my classroom. Like I see it from a mile away. I'll be sitting at my seat, they'll be eating breakfast. And you know, you see a, a kid like nudge a kid and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> like I, you know, there's just no way a teacher wouldn't know. And I just feel like a lot of teachers turned a blind eye. I had one teacher in the sixth grade who didn't like, she would have talks with my class, like probably every other day about respect. And like, you don't have to like somebody, but you have to respect them. So and she knew what was going on and that's how she, kind of was trying to get them to like, you need to change who you are. Like, this is not good. Like, this is not Catholic. Like, this is not what, you know, what we're teaching you guys, like in religion class, like how you're treating people is not what we're teaching you. She was the only teacher that really did that. But again, did she ever, not that I know of, I was a kid, but did she ever confront the kids and their parents about what was going on? Probably not. Um, and so that was pretty much like it. I left um, but that's really, when I think back and I've thought about this a lot, that's really, I think when those food issues started, when kids started pointing out my flaws and the teacher is not really doing anything, letting it happen. Um, and that's a big reason like why I became a teacher was like, that is my stance. Like I do not tolerate it. Like if I hear about it, um, even if it's on the playground, which I, which I tell parents, I'm not out there. So this is all hearsay. This is what the kids said. I listen to the kids because they're going to tell you what's going on. Um, we have recess monitors that I feel like they're busy. They have a ton of kids to watch. They kind of ignore them. I tell the kids if something happens, like you, you need to tell me and we can talk about it. So there's just like a lot of things that um, about who I am that stem from all of that. Yeah, I was going to I, I was going to ask if your experience in school was what inspired you to become an educator, but you already answered that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I was horrible at math. OK, hor like like it's horrible. Um, and I would tell my parents and for like, I was, in, I think second grade, like I want to be a teacher. I've always said that always wanted to be a teacher. always loved kids younger than me. And I was like, but I need to do kindergarten. Cause like, they don't teach math in kindergarten. <laughs> Cause I was so bad. Um, with my mom and dad, just to this day, still talk about that. There's a thing that's so funny that I'm teaching other children math because I was <laughs> I mean, my parents are accountants, so it's like a total <laughs> joke that I am. I mean, my dad would like beat his head against the table, like in first grade. Cause I just could not understand. Like my dad's like, 
would tell my mom, you got, I can't, like, I think I can't, like, I'd be so frustrated. I can't. So. Wow. So you were on your wellness journey. So you've kind of shared that first piece of it. And I know before we started recording, you mentioned that you had done another podcast where you were kind of talking about like your weight loss and your wellness and all that. And then you found out you were pregnant like two days later, right? Yeah. So I was on uh, Madison moves her podcast, which um, I think it's like on hiatus right now, but she asked me to record with her and I, and literally it was days, like it was probably three, like you said, two to five days before I found out I was pregnant. Um, when I was on her podcast, she was kind of asking me how I got to the point I was at, you know, where I was and things like that. Um, and you know, there was a time that I had lost 65 pounds. That was my highest loss doing, oh gosh, WW. Um, but at the time I remember thinking I had gained weight back and all of these things. And after having a baby, you kind of reflect. And I looked back on things and realized like, I was fine where I was like, I don't know. You guys talk about this all the time. You know, I'm still doing WW it's what works for me. And I'm just totally. honest with myself. Like I can't, I'm not at the point where I can intuitively eat. Okay. Pregnancy proved that like, no, no. The day I found out I was pregnant, I was like, yes. And I like got all the things to eat. I mean, it was that it's like that bad that I'm like, I really got to figure this out because that's not good. Um, and so I just, I've really been trying to like heal my relationship with food through my pregnancy, through postpartum, through having a daughter. Cause I don't want her to think the things I have thought in my past, you know, like I've I've gotten a lot better. Um, what shocked me postpartum is that I, in my head, I still have that confidence that I had when I was a size eight, right? But I'm back to like a 16. So that hasn't gone away, which I told my husband, like that is huge. Cause anytime I would gain weight, that's the first thing that would go, you know? So that stayed, so that's great. But now I got to work on um, just kind of getting a momentum and keeping it going. In the last few weeks I have found it. And I'm like, just going back to the basics of like, I have to measure out a cup of hash browns for my breakfast. Cause if I don't, I'm not honest and I'll, and I'll keep going, you know, that's just like truly how I am. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit more about like your pregnancy. Cause you said you kind of, when, as soon as you found out you were pregnant, you're kind of like free pass. Is that kind of where, where you were at? So through your pregnancy, um, I would imagine there were still cause I followed you through your whole pregnancy. So like you were still, there were still things that you were doing for your wellness, right? Like it wasn't like completely out the window. Yeah. You know, I was very sick for nine months. So I never had to be, I never had a hyperemesis, never had to be hospitalized, but I mean, I was nauseous for nine months, like from five weeks till I gave birth to Zoe. I mean, I was thrown up every morning when I woke up, like it would be a matter of time. Like I'd be in the bathroom and like, Oh, and like have to either um, gag or throw up. And that's just how it was for nine months. And it was really bad from five to probably 20 weeks. It's horrible. Um, like in my car, driving to work, having to stop and open the door, you know, that oh my <laughs> it was gosh. bad. And luckily I was remote teaching. So most days I could just teach from home. Sure. We could go in if we wanted. And I wanted to, cause I, I did not want to stay in my house. Like it was just very isolating for me. And I wanted to go in, but at a certain point I had to stop because in between calls, I'd have to get off and lay on the couch. I mean, it was that bad. Um, so because of that, I was just trying to find anything that would not make me nauseous. And I think that's how it started. Like I was like, Oh, 
Cheetos that don't make me <laughs> nauseous. Like, that's great. And so I would literally sit all day and eat a full bag of Cheetos. And yes, I would have salads every now and then. Yes, I would make things, but I feel like I would make, like I would overdo it. Like I wouldn't just have like a serving of rice. It would be like two. And, you know, I, I did eat things that were good. Um, but I don't know. I have a hard time because there are so many times that I didn't. Like I was having burgers three, four times a week for dinner. And so that's really where it fell apart with my dinners, um, which is how I am now. Like if I'm not planned, like that is where I fall apart. Yeah. And I will sabotage myself. Like it's not even my husband who's not doing Weight Watchers. It's me. Like I'll be like, let's go get a pizza. And he's like, are you? Yeah, let's go. And so <laughs> that was kind of the things I was doing pregnant was like, let's just order DoorDash. Like I don't care. Um and things like that. And then I had a run in with my OB at the end. I was 32 weeks pregnant. I went to an appointment. I had like a, an appointment with like um, their uh, like doula or whatever. And then I had an appointment with her after they wanted us to meet everyone in the practice. And so I hadn't seen her in two weeks and she comes in, basically yells at me. I gained six pounds in two weeks. And she was very upset with me. And, you know, that's not good. And this baby's going to be huge. The baby's measuring at five pounds already and you're 32 weeks. And so it was very, very triggering. Like never in my life have I had something so like one other time when I was in college, had something so triggering like that. And I was just in shock. The student that was with her behind her mask was like standing there behind the doctor. Like she's really like, I could just see her eyes. Like she was like, this woman's doing this. And I left and I felt horrible. Like my husband's like, it's fine. Don't, you know, I like, cause I said to him, I know, I'm sure I do need to be healthier, but like, I'm 32. That's so terrible. Yeah. Like, what does she expect? (laughs) So I was very upset by that. And I told my husband, like, you know, my husband's like, well, do you want to leave? I'm like, I'm 32 weeks pregnant. Like I, I I really don't want to go through that headache of leaving like this close to the end, but next baby, like I'm, I'm out. Like after I give birth and give my six week checkup, like I'm, I'm gone. Um, because I just, it was, it was very, very bad. I mean, she told me to start eating like I was on Weight Watchers again. Wow. Like, and my mom was like, um, what? Like, she's lucky. Like, she doesn't know your history. She doesn't know you haven't had anorexia or bulimia or like some sort of eating disorder, right? Like no one knows if someone has that. People right. are not open about that. And my mom's like, that could have put you and the baby in jeopardy yeah. had you had had that before you were pregnant. So it was just a really, I, it was just very weird. And I have not gone back. I have a new like OB now. And my regular doctor was horrified when I told her what had happened. And yeah, it was just a very triggering experience, very close to me um, giving birth. Cause I had Zoe like four weeks later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So So, I'm so sorry that happened. I know I am too. That's terrible. That's awful. So, uh, once you had Zoe kind of like leading up to that, obviously like that's what you're focused on, right. Is like delivering a healthy baby and like getting through that. Um, once you kind of got through all of that, um, what kind of sparked your, uh, you know, to start restart that wellness journey for yourself? I like really wanted to, I got towards the end of my pregnancy and I was just like, dude, I'm done with being pregnant as everyone is. And I'm ready to just get back to like who I am. Right. Like I gave up my body for nine months for this child. Like I gave up a lot as every woman does, which I feel like people don't talk about that. 
it's always, this is so happy. This is so great. And it is, but I, toward the end was like, I'm ready to feel like myself again, because I was so sick. I just never wasn't hit five weeks. I never felt like myself again until I gave birth. And like that day I was like, Oh, like I felt, I just had this. My mom was like, you just look relieved. You, you literally are back to who you were, you know, your personality. Cause like a lot changed. Like, I think I went through like, per, like prepartum depression, if that's sure. a thing that people don't talk about because I was so sick, I couldn't work out. I couldn't, I could barely go on a walk. I mean, I was laying in my house all the time. I was like very worried because I'm a teacher, like, oh my God, my life's going to change. This is, I don't, am I ready for this? Like I would just, these thoughts would go through my head, which after doing some research, there is like a prenatal depression. Some women have in lieu of postpartum or both. And I definitely think I had that for sure. Um, Cause I'm a worrier to who I am. My husband is definitely more of like, oh, yay, baby, you know, um, <laughs> But then now she's come and he said, this is a lot harder than I imagined, right? Where for me, what I imagined was so extreme that her being here, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, this is fine. And uh, which my mom- Just like the difference hilarious. between like the female brain and the male yes. brain. Yeah. <laughs> and like my mom stayed with us for two weeks after she was born. And she's like, you two make this look like, what was my problem? Because I was the first- and my mom's like me and my dad, her, my, my dad, she was like, me and your dad made this so much harder. Like, I remember having you and thinking this is so hard and you were the first one. And she's like, you and George, you guys are like, you got it down. You're doing this. He's doing this. And so my mom laughs, like you guys really like have this like together, you know? Um, but I signed up for WW a few days after she was born, like re-signed up. I really was craving that. I was craving some structure. Um, I didn't go back to meetings until recently. I was trying to do it on my own here and there. Um, but I, I will say I was not very committed, right? Like I just had a baby. So like I was doing it halfway kind of dip, dabbling in it, but not fully. Um, and then when I heard they were going to have a new program coming out again, I was doing it, but I always had that in the back of my head, like, well, this is going to change. So I feel like it was a slow lead up. Like now I'm in um, a full groove of I'm back in it. I'm in it to win it. And it's going really well because my mindset is right. And I'm in it. Um, but again, I had a baby six months ago. Like it took this long, the slow release of me doing it um, to feel good about it. I also know my body when I gain weight, it's very difficult for me to lose it. So, you know, if my, like me and my friend, I talked about earlier, we went on vacation when we were on our first journeys together. She lost five pounds. I gained five pounds. Like that is my body. Like, and we were doing all the same things. We were active and all this stuff. And it, it took me weeks to lose that five pounds. Like my body just holds on to weight. So when I was first postpartum, I kind of knew that. And so I was trying, but not necessarily weighing myself. I was just kind of letting my body do its thing. And I feel like six months is a good time to really commit. Um, there's still stuff going on, I'm sure internally with me and my hormones and all that, but I feel much more level now, which is why I'm kind of really hitting the ground running now. Um, and being really, really committed to it. Yeah. I think that's so, so important, spring? right. To just like ease baby steps, right. We talk yes. about baby steps all the time. Um, and so often I see women postpartum and they're like, so hard on themselves, you know, and I, I can't even imagine how difficult that is. There's so many complex facets, right. To everybody's situation. Cause it's, everybody's going to have a different experience. It's not going to look exactly the same. 
Um, but I love, I love that you're sharing this because I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And does it feel different than like when you said before you had lost 50 pounds, do you feel like you're approaching it this time differently or? Oh yeah. I mean, the first time I, I think the first time I really did have a good mindset, it was for me. And I was just like tired of having, like feeling bad about myself. I was like, I'm over it. Like, I want to wake up and feel really good about myself. And I wasn't like a negative person. I was happy, but I was like, I just don't, I'm sick of that. Like, I'm sick of feeling bad about what I wear. I just want to put something on and run out of the house. Like that was truly my goal the first time. And I, and I got there, but what's crazy is that now postpartum reflecting, I look back and I got to that point and yet I was still chasing a number. Like it was never good enough. And I almost hit lifetime. I was four pounds away in the way, I think it was, um, 2017, um, this, the winter of 2017, like right before Christmas, I was like four pounds away. All I needed to do was lose four pounds. And I totally sabotaged myself. Like I gained eight pounds over the two weeks of Christmas and never got as low as I was again you know, which to me is also a sign like that, that number that I was trying to hit was, is way too low. Like, I was just going to ask was, was that number <laughs> yeah. you were trying to get to, what was that number? Was it the number you like weighed when you were so, 12 or like, like most of us, right? <laughs> right. Like, it's, well, it's funny. I'm five ten. Okay. So I'm pretty tall Ooh, You're tall. and wait, uh, I, I didn't mean like literally, like you don't have to actually share like the, oh, the I, number, I, but I literally don't care because I just okay. think it's crazy, like okay. what they expect. Yeah, yeah. I weighed 5'10". You know, they bring up that BMI chart, which... Yep. Bullshit. Cannot. That's another <laughs> like, during thing that happened to me when <laughs> I was 22. I had a physician's assistant bring on a BMI chart and tell me that that's what I should weigh. And I was like, bye. Like, I was so <laughs> angry. So when they did that, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that that is how people got their... Um, final number was from BMI chart. I did not know that till I was on that journey. And I remember thinking I'm getting a doctor's note. Like I'm not. And they told me I had to weigh at 5'10, 174. What? Which my what? and that's the high end. Okay. That is the highest. Right. That's end. crazy. So I got to like 179, 178. I think it was like 178. And my little sister was like, you cannot like wait what because she my sister is like five 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 four like she's not as tall as me but she just thought that number was insane um and yeah I just I will never try to get there again like my comfortable number like when I got married I was like 180 182 and that's I think where I'm good that's where I'm like living my life doing what I want to do basically between 180 and 185 I think is where like now like that's where I want to be that's where I'll get my doctor's note for um, because what they ask people to do is crazy. It's wild. Um, it's crazy. And like, you've talked about it. It's like to oh, keep yeah. getting yeah. money. Like yep. it's a business. Yep. They, they don't want yep. you to get there. Like, yeah. They no. don't want you to be at a sustainable weight. That's nope. like good for you. <laughs> they want you to be yeah. at something that's going to make you continue to be reliant on their program, you know? And I know for me, I'm only five, two, so I'm fucking short, but, uh, for me, my, like my weight, I think it's like 140 is like what they, and I'm like, I haven't weighed that since I was like 13. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like, and even then I was not, I was not health. I was not at that weight for a healthy reason. You know, I was right. extremely restrictive on the food that I allowed myself to eat. I've hardly ever ate. So it's like, I don't know. I think about that. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like how, um, how they'll stick this number in your mind. And they're like, that's, 
that's where you need to be to be worthy, you know? And it's just like, and I get, they do the whole doctor's note thing, but that's a whole process too. And like, depending on who your doctor is, you're probably going to run into some issues there as well. Uh, And, you know, I've seen Felicia and you, Marlena, like, and you Felicia too. Like, I think what I'm going to do is once I hit that, 185, 180 range, like I may stop and try the intuitive eating route. And just to see, like, keep an eye still weighing every week, but just like, can I maintain that without getting a doctor's note without that program? Even having to get a doctor's note sounds ridiculous. We are grown ass women. I should have to go get a doctor's (laughs) note. I don't need permission to weigh a lady who works 10 hours a week to get permit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just something about that. That's so true. Feels wrong. Do do you know what I mean? Like you should just say, this is my comfort level and this Mm -hmm. is where I can be. And I'll I'll say for (laughs) me too, like even just getting there, like, um, being on a weight loss journey, I think it's really important to practice maintaining, you know, and not to always be solely focused on losing. Even if you feel like you have so far to go, you know, if you're, if you're at 20 pounds down or 30 pounds down and you know, you're feeling really great put yourself in maintenance for a few weeks, you know, and just practice that and try not tracking for one day, you know, but not Mm -hmm. using that as an excuse to go crazy, right. Still eat the same normal things. Um, I think that those habits in doing that will really help you rewire your brain. That's what I had to do. I mean, I would like one day a week, I wouldn't count, but like she said, I would, I wouldn't go crazy, which was hard because I was coming (laughs) from this mindset of all or nothing. Like, Oh, if I'm off, it's on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's you know? definitely, Felicia, that's literally how I was. It's like, I hard. Was, I was on it or I wasn't. Right. I, I mean, my husband, when we were dating, I would drive out to Indiana almost two hours from where I lived every weekend for Friday, Saturday, drive home Sunday, go teach, do the same thing the next week. Right. So I look back on that and I was like, wow, like I was dedicated. Like I kept doing Weight Watchers even when I'd come see him who I don't see, like, I really was doing things like getting a side salad instead of fries, like still getting a burger. But there were things in my last journey that I'm trying to reflect on. Like, that's what I need to do now. Like have balance, like have the burger and have the side salad, like, you know, and, um, there were times I'd be all or nothing. There were times that it was toxic, but I feel like overall, the last time I did a great job, the toxicity came in once I had lost the 50 pounds, that's when it was like, it wasn't good enough. Like I liked myself. Right. I liked how I looked, but I didn't know what to do right. because of my whole, I've, all I've been doing is trying to lose weight, you know? So I'm trying to definitely reflect on that now. And like you guys just said, like practice doing that. Like, I'll be honest, I weigh in Saturdays, which works for me because the weekends are my downfall. They are so hard for me. Always have they been. So I, I purposely was like, you know what? I, I, I need to go back to meetings. I need the meetings. I do. Sure. Um, the leader that I have, she's awesome. She's real about it. Like my meeting over the, uh, last week, some woman was like, Oh, yep. Gave up sugar, not doing that. You know, my points, blah, blah, blah. And my, my leader was like, well, I could not do that. And why are you doing that? Like, like, why, why are you doing that? And she gave all these reasons. And my leader was like, I think you need to rethink that. You know, you're the, it's not realistic to never have a Reese's peanut butter cup ever again. Like that's not, right. and she, and I really love the leader I have, like, she's awesome. She's though. real about it. She's honest. Like that's kind of dumb, you know? She's just really like real about it. So now going back to the meetings, it's really like helping me see that, like, I I don't want to get down again and get to that 
point and be very toxic with myself and like do the all or nothing stuff. Like I have my daughter now that's like, you know, she's six months old, but she listens to everything. She's an observer. Like that's who she is. And I'm like, oh, she's going to be watching me. Like when I get ready in the morning, she loves to sit there and just watch me. Like, you know, and so that's a huge part of it. Like, I don't want her growing up and hearing because my mom never did. My mom was never like, oh, I look horrible. Like she never did that. I didn't grow up hearing that. And, you know, when I was bullied, like that's where that came into play. But I want Zoe to grow up thinking like, oh, wow, my mom's confident. Oh, wow. My mom, whatever. Like, I don't want her to hear me talk like that about myself because that's not good for her or me. Um, So that's really what, you know, I'm trying to work on now. Um, is just not think about myself like that and just really be like, you know, I'm on this journey and it's going to take some time. It's not, I don't walk out of the gym and I'm like, yes, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Even though I feel like that, you know, that's yeah. why I go to the gym is to feel that way, to feel good about myself and feel like, yes, like I'm going toward um, my, my end goal. And so even doing that in the last couple of weeks has really helped my mindset. Um, just getting to the gym three days a week because that's the other thing. I was going to the gym five days a week. I had, didn't have a baby. My husband and I were just married. Like I could do whatever I wanted. So now it's, it's three days a week has to be good enough. And some days it's two and that's that's fine. Perfect. And that's okay. I love that. I'm so proud of you. I love the growth. And, um, yeah. So if you want to continue watching Carrie's journey, definitely go give her a follow on her new page, not her old one. (laughs) Give her her a follow (laughs) on the new page. Um, so like we said at the beginning of this, you are like a super loyal listener. Um, you listen in every week to our show and we so appreciate that. So we just wanted to give you the opportunity. Like if you have any questions for us about the podcast, um, or yeah, any feedback or anything you want to chat about there? Yeah. I just want to ask you guys, like, I don't know, like how long did it take you guys to really be able to just not track, to not have to be on a program to really just like be like how long, I guess to each of you, like how long did that take you to be able to like, be okay with that and then not gain, you know, like all your weight back or whatever. 40 years (laughs) (laughs) and I'm still working on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I'm, yeah, I was going to say that, that, I mean, I guess for me, um, like I said, there was a lot of practicing, but like, I still go through, I mean, just recently I, I re-signed up for WW just to check it out. And, um, you know, and maintenance is it's diff. I mean, it's, it's all difficult, right. This whole process. So I don't know if there's like an exact time frame. Um, but I still have days sometimes where I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to track or sometimes it still kind of tries to creep back in. Um, but I would say overall for me, like, I think I was on like my weight loss, like intentional weight loss journey for about a year and a half. Um, and it's probably been about that long since I've like tracked consistently, um, or at all really, I guess. Um, but sometimes it still tries to creep back in. So I don't know. It's, I think it's a forever work in progress, but if it's your ultimate goal is to like, not be reliant on, you know, a program or tracking, and you really just want what you're doing to become, you know, your regular habits. Um, it's just a matter of practicing those things, you know? So like I said, trying, you know, if you're someone who's extremely structured, having a designated day out of the week for you. So like, I know you said you weigh in on Saturdays. So maybe having Saturday is a non-tracking day where you do still practice your mindfulness and being, um, 
you know, aware of what you're consuming, but not physically putting it into a tracker or try not to be so obsessive about, okay, this is this many points. This is this many points. Um, I think practicing those things and then maybe add in a second day, you know, Wednesdays, I'm not going to track, you know, something like that. But I think it's just different for everybody you really have to figure out what's going to work for you, you know? And for me, I mean, I will say that probably it was, I mean, I've probably tried Weight Watchers a couple of times, like over the last 10 years, let's say. And I lost weight, didn't do any maintenance, just kind of, I lost 20 pounds or something. And then I would just kind of go back to normal and slowly, but surely like over a year, 10 of it would creep back on kind of a thing. And so I think for me, I think it was maybe 2019 when I decided, okay, I have diabetes all over my family. My dad died of it. My grandpa has it. My mom has it. And so for me, that my motivation was a little bit different. It wasn't, even though I do want to try to look good. Um, the, the, but I, I realized that I needed to get my weight down because I did not want to be diabetic. Um, and the likelihood of that happening was very, very high. And so, you know, I learned a lot about food doing Weight Watchers the first time because I just wasn't knowledgeable about food. Um, so I decided that I liked the way the program was, but I was going to make it my own. So, which means exactly what Marlena kind of said, there's certain things I'm like, I'm not counting certain things. Um, like I just had to adjust it in a way because the goal was to count less. So, so when I did it this, that last time around, I had made those adjustments. And then I had one day, like she said, where I didn't count, um, okay. but I was very much, and I ate what I wanted. And that was not easy at first, but when you do it, week after week after week. And then I got to sort of a point in my weight loss where I'm like, okay, I'm 80% there and COVID hit. So then I made the decision that I'm not going to continue the weight loss journey. I'm going to try this maintenance journey till we get through this crazy shit. And then I'll jump back on to kind of finish that out. So that's kind of what I did. So I got to sit for probably a good year in maintenance. Um, and, but I was still tracking a little bit using my clicker, whatever the hell I was doing, you know, um, just trying to make it easier, make it simpler. And so I got there, but it took, it took some time, but it was like, she said a little bit here and there. Okay. It's Christmas, the week of Christmas. I'm not going to track, but I'm going to be mindful. Like it, it, it just, and I think it is always ongoing because then I did 75 hard and that took me into like a weird place a little bit. It triggered that all or nothing mentality for me. Um, and now I'm in a place where I'm trying to finish out my journey and trying to decide what that looks like. But I don't, I like the Weight Watcher program. I think for weight loss, I just don't think it sets people up for long-term. Like that's, so if you know that going in, what are you willing to do forever? And that's kind of how I look at it. Like if you're willing to measure your peanut butter forever, which I am, you know what I mean? Cool. Like, you know, whatever it is. I'm not. I'm not really, but, you know what I mean? But there are certain things that I am, like you just said, it's really hard for you, like rice, you eat a lot of it. So if that means that part of when you cook, you just use that to throw on your plate and that's not a big deal. I think it's, it's those things. I will never eat fat free, free cheese. I'm not willing to do that forever. So it's out like, so what are the things? And I think as you go into this journey, that's where you want to start. Give yourself some leeway and also decide, like, you know, you can work out twice a week forever. So that's your commitment. And if you can do it more than that, great. But if you stick to that, you'll do that ongoing. And so I think it's just kind of looking at it that way. What are the things that you're willing to do period forever? And, and that's, 
definitely like now, like I know Marlena, you and I messaged about the salad kits and how you and I would just scan it and be like, right, five, five, like that's it. That's yes, it's done. Don't overcomplicate like, not, it. Yes, that's one right, of my biggest yes, pet peeves. Yes. <laughs> just like things that I think people um, do that fucks them up is, is just over complicating things over obsessing about things. Yeah. Like these salad kits. Oh my God. I don't even, that's why for the longest time, I just like stop. I, I honestly don't share a lot of food because it is, it's really like, I already have my own food issues. Right. So then like sharing it. And then I get like flooded with messages and people are like, bye, you know, then they're like dumping their food issues on me. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of triggering. Cause I'm like, y'all it's not that complicated like it's fucking vegetables right. <laughs> with seeds and dressing you know so like if you scan a salad kit and it tells you that one fourth of the salad is x amount of points like what i did on my weight loss journey is i would literally just use all the vegetables and then i would use you know i'm not huge like i'm not a huge like a uh, dressing person i don't know i don't need a ton of dressing so like would use about a quarter of the packet didn't have to be perfect I would use about a quarter of the toppings again didn't have to be perfect didn't have to be exact um and if you're someone who does need that like number then then weigh it out do the math figure it out right. you know but um like it's a fucking salad <laughs> so <laughs> well, you know like you don't have to... yeah sorry go ahead no, that, and that's the kind of stuff that I have been doing like now, like my mom's doing Weight Watchers now too. And she's going on and off of it. And she was telling me how like her, whatever fish is zero for her and whatever. But then she went out to dinner and had salmon and oh my gosh, salmon. I go, mom, my friend Marlena, she's already talked about salmon and how many points is. I go, mom, <laughs> just don't. I was like, it used to be zero. So like, mom, just act like it's zero. Like yes. that's what you do. Cause you're not eating a salmon filet for every single meal. Like it's literally right, your dinner counted as zero. And so that's the kind of stuff I've been doing. Like I will not use fat-free cheese. Same. Uh, if I do a sprinkle of cheese, I don't count it. Cause I'm like, I'm not using a cup. I'm using right. a sprinkle over right. ketchup. Yeah. I've never counted ketchup. I've never counted my coffee. Like there's certain things. Cause, and I'm not getting a frappuccino, you know, there's certain right. things that like, I'm starting to do now like that, like whatever I scan it as whatever it shows up, boom, that's what it is. I'm not going to worry about it. So Okay. Yeah. You guys and I think that's better. the challenge. And I think <laughs> even the personal points, I don't know a lot about it, but I did look at it feels like I, I mean, for me, if I'm going to go back to doing some structure on my eating, I'll just do the blue plan. Like, I don't like all that people in there. Oh, I just went in and redid my points five times. So we redid my test or whatever you have to take. <laughs> so now I have this for free or now I have that for free. Like to me, that's a lot of work. If I can have chicken for free, then I should have shrimp. Okay. Because totally. like, it doesn't yeah. make sense yeah. to me. Like there. Yeah. And I, I was, I was like that when I was on the, on Weight Watchers, lean meats were zero. And if it was, it wasn't a lean meat, I counted it as one point per ounce. Like do not complicate this shit. It does right. not have to yeah. be like, I know. And I see that now, like people posting about salmon and how it's like seven, eight, nine points for a freaking piece of salmon. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid <laughs> honestly Zero. I think it's dumb don't count it personally I, I unless you're yeah. eating a lot of the other foods that are like counted as zero you know if you're eating quinoa and brown rice and brown pasta every day and those are zero I don't know it's just this new plan just seems way too complicated it seems complicated to me but see and I I love it but I like my plan that I'm on but I was also honest 
when I took that assessment, right? Yeah. So I haven't switched back and forth. I found it to be enough. Um, sweet and savory Steph went on her stories last week and talked about she hated it. Like she, you know, tried to track as it and like all her points were gone. And she's like, look at what I ate today. None of this is, you know, it's not fast food. It's not all this, but it's actual nutritious food. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of messaging with her saying like, I like mine, but I also have a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. So I yeah, get people a lot are in more different points. spaces. I, yeah. Right. Like if yes. I was in maintenance, I would probably be the same. No, way. We got 18 but, or 19 points. Yeah. 18 they get, points. Yeah. That's they gave crazy. me 18 points for maintenance. Y'all yeah. I wasn't even in a weight loss mode. I was in maintenance. And so I feel like the issue with this new program is they did make it even less friendly for maintenance, which is like, they made it even less sustainable long-term, but it, you know, if it's great for the beginning of that and you're intentionally trying to lose weight, I think that like, like Felicia said, it is such a great simplified, easy program to follow. Um, just don't overcomplicate it. Like just, just, you got to find your groove and find what works for you. Yeah, I would be Definitely. taking the test opener. I know it. Every week I'd be trying to, well, today I want rice for free. Like, I just know how I would be, how I would, how I would do it. You'd so, but stuff. I think it's, I think having something new is always kind of fun and exciting. You know, I mean, yeah. I think you get fun and excited about it and it breathes new air, fresh air into something. Um, but I definitely think making it your own is, that's the goal. Yeah. And then and you'll then, be able to maintain. Totally. My other question for you guys is like, do you love being podcasters now and like doing this? Like, is it so? I am not famous. I feel like People think like- I'm Felicia. Okay. <laughs> Let's they just do. be clear. That just means they <laughs> clearly don't listen to the show. <laughs> oh I, you know, I would love to start a podcast, but it's like, Easy. I listen to so many yeah. and I'm like, I don't even know what it would be about. Like, yeah. I just, I just like seriously look up to you guys so much for starting oh, it. Cause it's sweet. so great. You guys are awesome. Oh, you guys know I love you. you guys so much and listen all the time. It's fun. Um, yeah, it is I mean, super it's fun. Hard to start it. It's just ke- keeping it going. You know what I yeah. mean? And keeping it fresh and getting everybody on, but it's really not that complicated. You could start one very easily. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'll say for me, like even as a kid, I always wanted to have my own talk show. I've always been obsessed with radio. Um, I've always, and I've always been a talker, you know, I've always been the girl with the, on the report card visits too much with neighbors, (laughs) too much in class. Yeah, that was me. So Um, this honestly is like a dream come true for me. I love making this podcast. Um, it is, it is a labor of love though. I will say, um, we're what a year and about a year and a half, just shy of a year and a half into this. Um, yeah, being consistent and continuing to make episodes every single week, like a lot of love and hard work goes into keeping it going. Um, especially because we are a weekly show and we do like having episodes every single week for our listeners. And I know that that's something that sets us apart because it is hard to stay consistent. And that's why you see a lot of podcasts take long breaks, you know, and kind of, they're like, I need to take a break for a little bit. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, I would say it's amazing. And I just love sharing people's stories. And I love that we've created exactly what we wanted to create. And that was a podcast about how, multifaceted wellness is and that it is, you know, we share so many people's stories because, um, just to remind people that like everybody has a story to share and it looks different and your story doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you could, we can still learn from one another. You know, we don't have to be doing the same things. We don't have to be on the same programs. You know, we have to be doing the same workouts. You know, I think sometimes in 
the wellness Instagram world, especially in the WW like little pocket, um, it can kind of seem like everybody's eating the same foods, doing the same workouts, you know, riding the same Peloton. It's just like, it's can get really whatever's trending. Yeah. It just can feel really like like you have to be boxed in. If you're not doing exactly what everybody else is doing, then you're doing it wrong. And that's not what it is at all. That's, and that was kind of the mission with this podcast was to show people that like your wellness is yours and that's it. You get to make the choices and decide what it's going to look like and what works for you. And I do think also one thing that Marlene and I really wanted to do is push the message that most people that are overweight, it's not the food that you're dealing with other things. You, I mean, there are some people that literally just don't know anything about health and wellness. I would say 10% that go on a diet, they lose weight, they're good. You know what I mean? They don't have food issues, but most of us have some trauma or some kind of underlying issues why we use food to self-medicate, you know, or we have disordered eating or eating disorders. And I think that message, at least for me, was something that we wanted to hit home strong because you can go on any diet you want, but if you don't deal with everything else that's going behind it, you will never, ever be free in that way. You won't maintain, you will always be struggling. And I think that's a message we try to really push to people that however you want to deal with that or get help, but that's really the number one thing. Yeah. If you want to keep your weight off is to do that work. And that's kind of what I'm trying to share in my postpartum journey too, is that like, you know, I got pregnant and I went back to all my old habits that I thought I was through and I dealt with this and I didn't. And so that's something you guys definitely have inspired me to like really dig deep and think about like, why am I doing that? Why, you know, why am I doing this tonight? What's triggering this? What's causing this? Um, And I've gone to therapy in my past um, when I was a kid and then in college I went. Um, And a lot of those things when I've gone to therapy before are still in there, you know, those skills and the coping skills of like do this instead of this. And um, I just want to say thank you to you guys because you guys are awesome. And Aww. I love you. Love your podcast. That's love so listening nice. every week. And I love the range of people you have. I love that you guys are can be critical of WW, but you're not like, okay, well, we're having no one on and we're just going to bash no. it. You know what I mean? You're not like that. You recognize the good parts, the not so great parts. Um, and I just love that you have all different types of wellness on, you know, CBD, um, the gastric bypass guest you had on, I think that was last week. I listened yep. to that, yes, you know, Gina, holla. yes, just like <laughs> a lot of interesting people and different perspectives definitely helped me on my journey. So, uh-huh. well, thank you for awesome. saying that. And thank you for your support. If people weren't listening, we wouldn't have the podcast. So it yes. means everything to us. Absolutely. We love our listeners and we so appreciate every single one of you. Um, and that's why we're doing these listener episodes. We just want to bring you guys on and let you share your stories too, because like we said, everybody has a story. And so often, like, sometimes I'll ask people to be on the show and they're like, I don't even know what I would say. And I'm like, you have stuff to say, you have stuff to (laughs) share. Somebody somewhere is going to relate to you. Um, and with sharing our stories, it helps other people, you know, so that's what this is all about. Um, so thank you for continuing to listen. And I'm so glad that we got you on the show. Thanks guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.